Hey y'all, welcome to the Appalachian Overlook, a metaphorical ride up these winding mountain roads where we'll explore topics and questions about what it means to live a good life in Appalachia. My name is Sarah Saavedra and I'll be your host in these conversations, airing here on 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia, and also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode, we'll talk about the elusive goal of work-life balance. There's so much discussion around the great resignation, flex time, parental leave, mental health days, and why folks are leaving their jobs and droves. Are we done silently suffering in jobs we hate to make money to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't like? How do we take control of our life and design the kind of life we want to lead? Well, it's complicated. Let's take a look. So what is work-life balance? Well, like most things in life, balance is a subjective experience, right? So it has a different meaning for everyone. I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me say that, but the most important thing here to consider is that the small things matter. I'll say it again, the small things matter, right? It's those little stolen moments that align you with your values and your priorities. And that doesn't have to be a ton of time. It's just those little tiny, small things really do add up and they matter. Achieving balance doesn't have to mean dramatic upheaval, right? It's as simple as considering your values, what is important to you and finding ways to make small investments in the right places that will dramatically increase the satisfaction in your life. So the first instance of the phrase work-life balance dates back to 1977, and it's defined in the Oxford English Dictionary as of or relating to both work and personal life. That is designating the relationship between the two. Okay, a broad definition that does little to give us much insight on how to achieve this elusive balance, right? Many books and articles on the subject attack this issue by setting time boundaries, uh, clear divisions between work versus life. And while boundaries are important, we just spent an entire episode on them, right? If we aren't careful, we end up dividing ourselves into two people, work us versus life us, constantly forced to choose one at the expense of the other. I am always arguing that life balance is about bringing all of the pieces of ourselves together in a holistic and integrated way. Challenging work that motivates and inspires us is important. Adequate sleep, time for self-care, time for friends and family, also important. While there are broader realities in play here that I don't want to ignore, we have to take some responsibility over what we can control And while many of us face high stress, limited time off, or threat over losing our jobs if we face a health crisis for ourselves or for others, I think we can all benefit from some work-life balance strategies, okay, while we are advocating for workers everywhere. Throughout the pandemic, we saw many of us were forced to choose between our health and our jobs. Those of us who could bring our work home pivoted. But we struggled with new reality of always having our work around us. Am I right? Here's what the pandemic has brought to light for so many of us. We shouldn't have to feel guilty for taking time off. We weren't meant to work 40 plus hours a week. 
the answer to our work-life balance isn't more hours in the day, right? You'll see those tips, just wake up two hours earlier or, you know, take an extra hour off, you know, at the end of the day or some of these things. It's not necessarily about time, although, you know, Lord knows we all wish we could have a few more hours in the day. Some of this is just mindset, okay? So we've learned a lot through the pandemic. We've learned that maybe our life wasn't as balanced as we thought or priorities shift and change. They just have for everyone. And so it's a good time to reflect and take some stock of what work-life balance means for us right now. So while we see the societal problems that feel like a trap to work more, work harder, and sacrifice our lives for the capitalistic notions of productivity, we can also simultaneously consider how we can make small changes in our lives that better align us with our values. So yes, privilege, class, gender, all of these things affect this elusive balance. So hear me say this, work-life balance is about bringing little bits of more and a renewed perspective about priorities. Okay, sorry for the segue. I'm part of that great resignation, right? And as I've had to reevaluate opportunities in light of balance and my values, there are some lessons learned here. To me, balance is more about mental freedom and less about time management, okay? So work-life balance is a cycle, not an achievement. We get so wrapped up in just checking off the box, you know, saying, um, you know, I spent two hours on self today. I spent eight hours at work today. I spent two hours with family today. Let's not get in that trap of just trying to um, check off the things on our list, right? We really want to integrate this and have a holistic approach and have that mental freedom that comes with it, not wrap ourselves up in mental anguish because we're never achieving, right? We need to really take a look at this work-life balance as a cycle, not just something to check off our list. In 2021, a Harvard Business Review study interviewed, uh, I think it was 78 professionals and found a variety of strategies that these folks employed that gave them some insight into commonalities in the quest of achieving this better balance between professional and personal priorities. What they found is that this balance boils down to a cycle of reflexivity, okay, which is defined as questioning assumptions to increase self-awareness and intentional role redefinition. Okay, so this is not a one-time fix, but rather a constant reevaluation of self and circumstance as our priorities evolve. So basically, just like any strategy to live a better life, right? It involves pausing, self-reflection, defining our values, and making small steps to align our actions with our thoughts. So the Harvard Business Review identified five distinct steps in the cycle. So let's take a look. Okay, so first, pause and denormalize. What the heck does that mean? Well, it means take a step back and reflect. Ask yourself questions like, what is currently causing me stress or maybe making me feel unbalanced or dissatisfied? Okay. When you're thinking about that, also think, how are these circumstances affecting how I perform and engage with my job, right? Like a lot of times these stressors actually make us less productive and worse at our jobs? How are they impacting my personal life? And what am I prioritizing? What am I sacrificing? What is getting lost? 
So taking a step back to reflect, reflect on this is the way to begin tackling the root of the issue. While many of us ask ourselves these questions after a major life event, right, the birth of a new child, the death of a loved one, health crisis, job loss, there is nothing stopping us from pausing and rethinking our priorities, even without a major life event, right? This is trying to get this uh, balanced life and this mental freedom here and now, whether we have big major life events or not. So pausing to reflect is a great way to start. For me, working long hours and weekends as an event planner was fine because I was able to fall, find small bits of time to prioritize my values. I planned lunch with a friend once a month. Um, I turned off my phone from 6 to 9 p.m. when I was at home uh, and not working to be present in the moment with my family. Regular check-ins with my partner, you know, we had even scheduled like every other Sunday just to make sure we were connecting and talking about important things and making sure that we weren't losing each other in the hustle of life. But when I lost my job, it was time to reevaluate my time commitments and strategies. And as we all know, things changed, right? Where, where it was fine for me, you know, I was happy to sacrifice my weekends and, and my evenings during, you know, certain nights of the summer for these events that I was producing. It wasn't a long term thing. It wasn't something that I was willing to do long term. And when the pandemic came and I lost my job, I was forced to really think about how my family needed me now, how I wanted to show up in my next job and what was really important to me. It was clear really quickly that flexibility of working from home was super important to me so that I didn't have to stress about COVID quarantines or a kid's doctor's appointment. You know, these things became a bigger priority for me. I also identified that I wasn't very productive or satisfied unless I was working towards a meaningful goal, right? For me, my work had to make a difference um, in my community or with um, people specifically, for me, this meant that marketing for a bank, right, wouldn't be a good fit because I'm driven by community impact and my work is affected by that ultimate goal. So these are things that I just had to sit down, reevaluate, self-reflect on, and kind of come up with a list of what was important to me as I was moving forward with a new idea of work-life balance. Each of these priority shifts indicated new sacrifices, right, and challenges. I might not be working nights and weekends anymore, but instead of being swept away by just what the job requires, I got to make intentional choices based on my values and the opportunities in front of me. This is where you find balance, right? Intentional mindset that moves you closer to your values. Okay, time for a song from my playlist. Today, we're going to take a listen to an alt country singer based in Nashville, but originally from Atlanta, Georgia. She deals with complex coming of age issues, mental health and more in her music. I love her a fantastic singer songwriter. Her name is Katie Pruitt. Take a listen to her song. This is Expectations.
Folks, that was Katie Pruitt, who will be performing at Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion in 2022. You are listening to 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia, and this is the Appalachian Overlook. I'm your host, Sarah Saavedra. We are discussing work-life balance as a cycle rather than an equation of time split. And I chose that song we just listened to, Expectations, by Katie Pruitt, because of a line in there that I just love that I think is perfect for what we're talking about. That line was, lately, I've been hard to reach, standing on this mountain peak, I learned that fear is just a false belief that there's nothing you can do. 
All right, so there's the false belief that there's nothing we can do. That's the fear that sometimes comes in when we're considering work-life balance and how to better align our priorities and our time. So the next step in this cycle, right, the cycle that the Harvard Business Review has kind of looked at other professionals and how they achieve, you know, meaningful life and mental freedom and that kind of work-life balance that we're going after. The second step here is to pay attention to your emotions, okay? Do I feel energized, fulfilled, satisfied, or do I feel resentful, angry, sad? Having the capacity to recognize how a situation is making you feel will determine the changes you need to make around work and life, right? So that, that first one was to just really reflect on the situation. The second one was to pay attention to our emotions, right? You've got the facts of the situation, but then you also have how the situation is making you feel. Okay. Next, it's time to reprioritize. So once you have some situational and emotional awareness, it's time to ask yourself these questions. What am I willing to sacrifice and for how long? If you have been prioritizing work over something else you value, whether it's family, self-care or hobby, ask yourself why? Is it really necessary? And you guys be really honest with yourself on this. A lot of times we um, find that our work-life balance is just out of whack because we're working so much and we're answering emails all the time and we're, you know, doing all of these other things. But is it really necessary, right? Are we workaholics? Do we have um, the notion to use work as a coping mechanism for something else in our lives that might be bothering us, right? And we're trying to ignore that by adding more work on top of ourselves. Are we volunteering or doing extra activities for, you know, in the name of work that we feel pressured to do, but that maybe we don't need to do? Maybe that's something that we can remove from the, the equation. So that question there is important. Is it really necessary? Following that question as of if, is it really necessary? What regrets do you have, right? About what you've been prioritizing over, you know, other things that you might value? What regrets do you have now? And what will you regret if you continue on this path? right? So really nailing those little things down can really help you reprioritize and get back into, you know, kind of that balance and having a plan being intentional and moving forward. So once you reprioritize, you'll want to find ways to intentionally spend your time in a way that leads to a more positive balance. So what does all of this mean practically, right? Where are some practical examples? You feel maybe lost and like, yeah, I know nothing is in balance. I'm not sure what I can do. You've asked yourself these questions and you're looking for some practical like actions to take. Well, maybe it's learning to say no. Maybe it's carving out an hour per day to just think or to relax or to read or to learn a new skill or to practice a hobby and improve yourself in a hobby, right? So like, for me, this, this looks like, you know, just this weekend, I was talking to my fiance. And I was like, next time someone asked me to do something that's a volunteer thing, tell me I have to say no. <laughs> because sometimes we need that extra support with people in our lives to remind us like, every, every opportunity that comes my way sounds fun, sounds like interesting people to work with. But at some point, 
you have to max out your time, right? At some point you have to say no and prioritize the volunteer commitments or the work commitments or just that any kind of commitment that you have because you just don't have enough time. So learning how to say no around some of those things is really helpful. And, you know, carving out an hour per day, maybe it's just 30 minutes to start. Maybe it's 15 minutes to start. Whatever it is, carve out that time, protect it, and find those little small intentional ways that you can pay attention to what actually you value and prioritize it, okay? Maybe it's making space for more family time. Maybe it's doing just one thing a day just for the joy of it. I have to admit, I have, I love this idea of just doing something just for the joy of it, something that is not an obligation, something that is not um, monetized, something I'm doing purely because I enjoy it. I may have a little too many of these things, but for now it's kind of, I bounce back and forth between, you know, caring for my succulents or the garden or um, reading certain things or writing, creative writing, Uh, listening to music and painting even has been something I've been doing lately. So like, I have a lot of those things, you don't have to have a lot, you can just have one that you focus on. I'm, you know, kind of, uh, my attention gets divided like that. But for me, the point here is not what you're doing, but that you're doing it just for the joy of it, right? So maybe it's just bringing in a few minutes, 30 minutes a day for more things like that. It could be a lot of different strategies. So maybe it's even unplugging and setting work boundaries for when you're at home, right? So this is one that we certainly hear more about when we're talking about work-life balance. And that's those boundaries around work when you're at home. For those of us who work at home, this can be extremely difficult because there it is, it's our desk, whether it's in a separate room, if we're lucky, or like me, it's in the middle of my living room, or perhaps it's in your bedroom, which is even, you know, more tricky to just like keep it away and relax when you're around it. So setting those boundaries and those rules around when you're going to let work creep in and focus on it instead of just always having it as an option. So maybe setting those boundaries will help for you. And maybe it's like complete unplugging, turning off your phone, turning off email, work emails on your phone. Um, You know, it could be a million different little boundaries that will help you keep work where it's work when you need to focus on it and keep life in, in life when you need to focus on that and be present there. Okay, so those are some practical examples. Now, the fourth step here is to consider your alternatives. Okay, so those were some practical ideas, but now we really need to consider our alternatives. Be patient here. The solution might feel like quit my job today and go on the road. I've always wanted to travel. I'm going to do it. Well, baby steps. So let's take a step back and reflect on aspects of our job and life where small changes can make a big impact, right? Most of us can't just quit our job. Most of us don't have, you know, the savings to take a year off or six months off or whatever kind of Instagram, you know, phenomenon we're seeing of these people living their best lives and being intentional and doing, you know, what they want to do and making their dreams come true. Okay, let's get down to the little small steps and these small changes that really do make a big impact. Okay, so improving your situation takes time and experimentation to see what will work for you. Okay, so it doesn't have to be big and dramatic. Just saying this all the time, small things matter. 
All right. And lastly, let's implement those changes. Once we've recognized our values, we've prioritized them and carefully considered our options, we might find that a big change is in our future. Or we might realize that we have the option to change our work pattern slightly to find smaller change that really makes a difference. So these smaller changes might look like what we've already discussed, right? Not working on evenings or holidays, setting those boundaries, saying no to new requests, scheduling, you know, times in your day, uh, making things a, a new priority in your life. But they may also look bigger. So consider your options here. It could be things like, Um, asking for a new position at the place you work. You know, maybe it's a job that has more flexibility or maybe there's a new position you can apply for that offers a little less stress in your life, a little bit more flexibility. It could be redefining your role. It could be just sitting down with your boss, whoever they are. It could mean that you need to start making moves uh, to get new skills or position yourself in a way that you can get a different job because the job you have doesn't offer the flexibility you're looking for. We're seeing this all over the place with this great resignation, right? Folks are deciding what kind of jobs, what kind of lives uh, they want to leave and what kind of jobs are going to be complementary to that, right? It's about complementing work and life. They're not necessarily separate things. Your life is, your work is part of your life, right? Like it's all the same thing. It's not just work self and life self. So finding that balance is really important. The solution is to recover the sense of a unified self, right? To align work and life in a way that support each other rather than clash. The quote unquote balance changes daily. Okay, so measure overall balance, not daily balance, right as often as possible, not perfection. It's not like we spent, you know, 15 minutes on this and 15 minutes on work, we spent an hour on self care and an hour on work. It's not a true balance like you would think on the scales like that, right? It's just about recovering that sense of unified self where your values and your priorities are aligned with your actions. All right, so work-life balance, so elusive, but I promise that you guys can find a little bit more of it. I know we all have, you know, some real boundaries and some real difficulties and challenges in trying to find these little um, work-life balance. Not all of us can work from home. Not all of us are entrepreneurs or have that kind of flexibility. However, there are ways to be more intentional with what we're doing and where we're spending our time and finding that balance. So I hope some of these strategies uh, will help for you. I do have some great quotes I wanted to share before we end the episode. And one of my favorites was Betsy Jacobson, who's a business consultant. And she says, balance is not better time management, but better boundary management. Balance means making choices and enjoying those choices, right? That's so great. Another one is really good. Uh, that I really like from Rich Fetke, who's a success coach and author online. And he says, struggle doesn't make success happen. In fact, struggle can prevent success from happening. If you seek struggle, you will find it. If you seek ease, you will find it. So, so many of us are wrapped up in this notion that work has to be, you know, so challenging and take up so much of our time that that means success, that that's the picture of success, that productivity at all costs and at every moment of the day is what defines success. 
but struggle does not define success and in fact can prevent it. So let's seek some ease and we'll find it and we'll also find some success there too. So Albert Einstein said, strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. Thanks for listening to the Appalachian Overlook today. I can't wait uh, for next week's episode. We will have an interview with Amy Smith, who is a dietitian and focuses on mindful eating. So please join us for that interview. Uh, I can't wait to dig in and get some ideas about intuitive eating. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.